Hey, this is Paul Stanley. And this is Gene Simmons from KISS. And you're listening to the original KISS Army member, Let It Rip Podcast with Ron. Where's my money, prick? And we are back at the Nashville Rockin' Pod 2023. And we are with a guy that we got to interview back in August 2021. I got to pick him up at the airport yesterday, and he had me laughing my fucking ass off the whole way here. And we are talking about comedian, the powerful and attractive, Mr. Craig Gass. A very powerful and attractive man. <laughs> and uh, yeah, you were very kind on the uh, on the ride over. We actually had a fun conversation, man. That was really cool. It was got uh, a lot in common. We, well, we love the same music, you know. Right. We, so yeah, so we can both talk like Gene Simmons. Yeah, we, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. we can actually, both sell stuff. So as Gene we, the last interview we had, <laughs> he kills me. He does yeah. that. The last interview we had, we talked about Gene Simmons. We talked about you living Daddy Van Halen. Yep. Yesterday, on the way from the airport. You told me one of the fucking funniest stories about you and Don Jameson having to do a show that was 10 years oh, ago Jesus yesterday. Christ. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Please explain. And guys, please explain this because I was dying laughing. So, um, we did a military tour of, uh, of Europe. And our last show, the military tour, we end up in, uh, was it uh, Portugal? I think it was in Portugal was the last show. And the military guy who picks us up says, uh, hey, man, you guys, uh, you ready for the Girl Scouts? And we're like, yeah, we're fucking, yeah, the fucking Girl Scouts. Like, And he kept bringing up, like, you know, yeah, I hope you guys are ready to do the Girl Scouts. We're like, oh, yeah, bring on the fucking Girl Scouts. And, and we hung out with this guy. He was our escort for two days, took us to a, a soccer game. Um, and, uh, you know, we hung out in town for a couple of days. What I don't realize that's going on, none of us realize, is that the USO will contact all these military bases once a year. They get one piece of entertainment a year, and they have to take whatever it is. It could be a jazz band, or it can be a comedy show. And when they find out it's a comedy show, they are so happy because they're like, fuck yeah, let's get some comedians in here and have some fun. Because that's one that just hits with everybody. Everyone loves a good comedy show. So um, this military base in Portugal gets a phone call. Hey, so we got a, a comedy show we're going to send to you. Uh, and this is the date, and he tells him the date, and the guy says, "Oh man, that's a that's a big holiday weekend here, and most of the men are going to be gone." And they said, "Well, that's do you want the show or not? Because whoever's going to be on the base, we can we can put together a show from." And the guy at the base said, "Well, let me ask you a question. We're having a big Girl Scout event that weekend. Are these comedians capable of being clean for children?" And this fucking representative for the USO said, well, they're professional comedians. I would imagine they are. The name <laughs> of the tour was the Shock and Awe Comedy Tour. <laughs> it was four of the filthiest, most disgusting comedians. Me, Don Jameson, uh, my buddy Mark Regadana, uh, uh, our buddy Kevin. We were all disgustingly dirty. And so we don't know about that. All I know is that for some reason our military rep keeps saying like, "You guys ready for the Girl Scouts?" We're like, "Yeah, fucking bring on the Girl Scouts!" Fuck yeah, we're laughing. So it's the day of the show. They pick us up from the hotel. They escort us onto the military base, and I'm in the front of this long Escalade. I'm in the front. All the other comedians are way in the back. And I'm talking to the military guy. We're shooting the ship, and as we're getting, we start to slow down, and I see this giant bouncy house in front of this venue, and I go. <laughs> I go, why is there a fucking bouncy house? And he goes, for the Girl Scouts. And I said, what Girl Scouts? And he goes, you're performing for the Girl Scouts. And they go, 
real Girl Scouts? And he goes, yeah. And I go, like, actual real? And he goes, yeah. And I go, guys, guys, yeah. there's yeah. fucking real Girl Scouts. It's real fucking Girl Scouts. Guys, shut up. It's real Girl Scouts. Like, what? It's real fucking. And we walked in. It was a room full of seven-year-old girls. Uh. And we're going to go in there and entertain them. And we were sweating. Like, how the fuck are we going to get through this? And Don Jameson and I, specifically, him and I have opened for Slayer. Yeah. For heavy metal bands, I've opened for Metallica, System of a Down. We've done biker bars. Neither of us had ever been more scared in our life than we were in front of a bunch of seven-year-old girls. Little brownies. And yeah, we just brownies. went, we went, and not only that, the seven-year-old girls are all, like, uh, sitting down in chairs, and all their parents, arms folded, are watching us, like, so how are you going to entertain these girls? And I was like, holy shit. And there is no Gene Simmons or Sam Kinison impression that you can do in front of seven-year-old girls. So, no. yeah, no. I don't know how the fuck we got through it, but we, we managed to, like... What would you tell me about the kid you said? Are there any comedians here? I said, does anybody like stand-up comedy? And they all just stared at me. And I said, do you have a favorite stand-up comedian? And I, I think I started out by saying, hi, my name's Craig. <laughs> and I Draw am a stand-up... Yeah, I'm trying to kill time. Yeah. Like, if I talk long enough, it'll do my 10 minutes here. I am a stand-up comedian. Do you guys have a favorite stand-up comedian? And there was a little boy in the group. And, and he raised his hand, and I go, yes. And he stood up, and he just told some weird joke that I was that didn't even have a punchline. It was a kid's joke. Mm -hmm. What kind of a bee makes milk? A booby. Uh. <laughs> huh. Well, how about that? Huh. And, yeah, and it just sweat coming down my face. All the other comedians going, just keep going, keep going, like they because they don't want to come on and say, dude, the whole thing was, it was amazing to see four grown men just sweating in front of, like, children. Oh, yeah, you how know? are you going to entertain this How crowd? are we going to entertain this crowd of children? And, uh, Did we, you piss off any parents? Uh, no, we didn't. Um, I've definitely had a, a lifetime of pissing people off, but that moment felt so sensitive and so delicate that I did not want to fuck around on a military base uh, by saying the wrong thing in front of these children. So, yeah, we, we all we all skated that line and got out of there. But, man, that was fucking frightening. That's amazing. Because I, I can only imagine all the pissed-off parents if you would have said, hey, yeah. what do you call a virgin on a waterbed? Right. A cherry coat. A cherry right. float. But, yeah, know, dude. That's, that's something you don't really? You just you, you think of. I mean, obviously, with comedians, like, even the straightest comedian, I can tell you, uh, can appreciate fucked up humor like we all hang out with each other like whenever i don't know if you know who brian regan is brian mm -hmm. regan's one of the yep. greatest comedians on planet earth he is squeaky clean doesn't curse at all not a single curse word and when he was still working in the clubs when he would do carolines all the dirty comedians would all stand in the back of the room me david tell patrice o'neill we would all stand in the back room to watch him work because doing his shit yeah, right. Borrowing. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you know Patrice O'Neill's famous Brian Regan joke. <laughs> but, but, uh, but, yeah, it's like, you know, but all the comedians, we all hang out with each other. We all uh, appreciate really outrageous and inappropriate humor. And, you know, that brings me up to something. We talked to you in August of 2021. Yeah. And during that moment, we talked about it just for a second, but it's really taken off. This cancel culture bullshit. I just saw Jeff Dunham in Chattanooga. Yeah. And the first thing he said when he came on stage, if you're going to get offended, get out. Right, right. So, 
is that how you are? And do you get threats from people? Do people really go, hey, motherfucker, you know? No, and also, Jeff Dunham is playing to that crowd that's not going to get offended. So Jeff Dunham already knows his crowd. He's know he's saying it in a safe space, you okay. know? Okay. So Jeff Dunham's crowd, because Jeff Dunham has become more political over the years. So, so his audience is coming out to see him. I don't, he's not, he's not taking any risk by saying, okay, if you're offended, you. get out of okay. here. But, uh, like, you? I, I saw a comedian a few nights ago in Perth, Australia, named Jimmy Carr, and he had sold twelve or 14,000 seats, and all of his jokes were about retarded people, beating women, um, uh, racial humor, uh, pedophilia. Damn. It all was, the good stuff. It yeah. was mind-blowing, and he sold... Twelve to 14,000 seats in that venue. And um, that's not where I live. I love comedy. I love all kinds of comedy. But my stand-up is just like me telling stories about how embarrassing I am. And I have tons of stories about how embarrassing I am. I have embarrassed myself in front of all my favorite people, all my favorite athletes, all my favorite musicians. So it's not really the most offensive material I do is about growing up in a deaf family. And the jokes were told to me by my deaf family. My sister, a few years ago, I threw a surprise birthday party for my sister. My whole family's deaf. Mom, okay. dad, sister, all completely okay. deaf. And, uh, which is why, growing up in a deaf family, I couldn't learn how to talk from my family. I learned how to talk by watching TV, and I copied all the voices I heard on TV. And that's why I've always been able to do any voice that I hear. So my sister, a few years ago, I threw a surprise birthday party for my sister. And yes, you can argue that anything to deaf people is a surprise. But I uh, threw a surprise birthday party for my sister. Afterwards, my sister, who is deaf, is sitting across the table from me. She's signing to me. And she goes, do you want to hear a good joke? And I said, sure. And then she said, me too. And I was like, what the oh my God. <laughs> so, yeah. So the most offensive jokes that I'm doing, it's I'm bulletproof because I'm telling you deaf jokes about my deaf family that they told me. And I learned growing up in a deaf family that you can laugh about anything and it makes life easier. It yes. all depends on the content. I, I had a lot of ignorance when I was growing up. People would like make fun of my family in an ignorant way and be like, oh, that, that guy's a moron. They thought they were dumb because right. they were deaf. Right, right. right. And, uh, but there was there's jokes that I would hear that were brilliant. And if you hear a good joke, even if it's about me, it's like, uh, you got to appreciate a well-put-together joke. So. Right. Um, so, yeah. So, I personally think this is a great time for stand-up comedy. Oh, because, yeah. Because uh, comedy can always push back with facts, man. And it's like, you... And ultimately, people decide, you know, yeah, but I, I like it. It makes me laugh. And, if, and people decide with their money. And again, I saw Jimmy Carr the other night in Perth, and he sold, it had to be 12, 14,000 seats that he sold. Wow. Every single seat. I looked around. I filmed it because I couldn't believe all the way to the very top row was completely packed. So, Man, are you yeah. still working with Howard Stern? In fact, I am sitting in on the Howard Stern yesterday? show on Monday. I don't know when this comes out, but. Starting this Monday, March 20th, I'll be on the show for the entire week. Monday. Now, did he come out of his closet? Did he come out of his garage? No. Is he going back to work? He, the pandemic was a perfect thing for Howard. He wants to sit at home? He's a, he's been a germaphobe his whole life. Right on. If you listen to the show, you can hear anytime Gary or anybody on the show is sick, he'll be like, what, what are you Get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Why did yeah. you come in coughing? Why are you at work? Get yeah. out of here. Yeah. So when the pandemic happened, he's like, all right, everybody, go home. 
And then he stayed at home. Nobody's been in the studio in three years. Everybody's been broadcasting from. In wow. fact, I, I am broadcasting on Monday morning from my hotel room in Nashville on Monday morning. I got all my equipment they sent me, so okay. I'll be I'll be broadcasting. Well, how did you do the thing, the Kiss thing last? I week? thought it looked like he was Howard was not even with Kiss. No, Kiss. Yeah. Kiss, Kiss was in a studio. Kiss was at a studio in Los Angeles, yeah. okay. so Kiss had okay. to be in a studio at four o'clock in the morning, Woo. and then uh, and then the show started at seven uh, East Coast time, four in the morning, and then Kiss is like setting up at four a.m. and then I think they went live probably. 8 a.m. East Coast, 5 a.m. their local time. And, uh, yeah, and most of the interviews that Howard's been doing, uh, the celebrities get the same travel kit that I travel with. It's a hard case uh, thing, and it looks like a, a case that should have, like, nuclear codes on it. And you open it up, and it's got a microphone, uh, Ethernet cables, so we're all broadcasting from home. But yeah, I, Germex, um, your Sandy Wash, your yeah, exactly, yeah, exactly, yeah, right. Howard exactly. Wants everybody baby exactly. Wow, well, looks yeah. like this is put together by Howard. Oh my God, yeah. So yeah, it's hey, perfect. So, uh, last night at the hotel, I was at Holiday Inn, uh, Vanderbilt Holiday Inn here, and I was talking to a guy, and he goes, "Hey, you're talking to Craig Gash, right?" And I go, "Yeah," and he goes, "Ask him a question." And I go, and so I, I kind of did some research, and I think this really went down. Did you piss off John Madden? They piss off who? John Madden. The football coach? Yeah. No. Frank Caliendo did. That's who. Okay. Frank Caliendo did. Uh, Frank Caliendo did an impression of John, and he got a reaction from John that I've gotten a lot, which is people don't understand why the impression is funny. And I get it. It's the same thing as hearing your voice for the first time in a recording where you go, That's not me. doesn't sound like me. And you, it's, it's so weird to hear your voice. So when somebody else says, oh, this is my impression of him, watch this, and it doesn't sound like you, and then they do little physical things, it, everyone starts laughing, and you're like, why is that funny? Like, I don't, I don't understand why it's funny. <laughs> it's like uh, Alec Baldwin, I worked with Alec Baldwin on a TV show called Las Vegas. Me, James Caan, Alec Baldwin uh, worked, me and Alec Baldwin robbed the casino that James Caan was running, and Alec Baldwin every day would do impressions for me, and ask me to do impressions for him, and he'd say, can I hear some more of your impressions? I love your Al Pacino. Can I hear some more of your Al Pacino? And I go, yeah. Can, hey, this is my buddy. I have friends visiting me. It's my buddy Ron from Nashville. Can you do a? Can you do your Tony Bennett for my buddy Ron? And he had this Tony Bennett impression. That you'd go, what the fuck does a Tony Bennett impression sound like? And he'll grab an empty martini glass and go, yeah. I'll tell you what. I used to date Marilyn Monroe. <laughs> Marilyn Monroe was a real foxy lady. I once made love to Marilyn for up to 12 hours until the paramedics came along and said, Tony, she's gone. Like, the material was so dark. It was so dark. And now, then I, this is going to go somewhere with Alec eventually, you realize that. Because now he's fucking shot somebody. Yeah. So, yeah, we can. We, this, you, got, you got shit for years. Yeah. Now. yeah. Well, yeah. He's, he's clearly about to get off with the oh, recent yeah, cases. But, okay, uh, so, so we've heard you do the imitations of Gene Simmons. We heard him do Eddie Van Halen. Yep. We heard him do Paul Stanley. Who are some of your favorite people that you just love to fuck with or you love to imitate? Who do you get your Besides biggest reaction? Besides Gene. I love doing Tracy Morgan because Tracy sounds like everyone I grew up with. Really? Yeah, Tracy Morgan because I grew up in the Bronx and everybody in the Bronx, everybody in the Bronx sound like this. That's crazy. <laughs> so, and my favorite entertainment business story of all time, this is the perfect way to end the, the segment, is with Tracy Morgan. I was getting ready to do a show at Caroline's. I'm opening for... <laughs> I'm opening... This is my favorite entertainment business story of all time. I'm getting ready to open for Dave Chappelle. 
Um, get ready to walk on stage. Uh, Chappelle is about to explode. He is. Uh, he he was doing a few Monday nights in a row at Caroline's, where he would play clips of this new TV show he was producing called The Chappelle Show. Nobody had ever heard of it, and he's like, "Hey, man, I want to play this." clip tell me what you think and he was playing these and it was like wow it was, it was brilliant you could tell this is going to be amazing i'm getting ready to go on stage when this agent stopped me and he said hey did you hear about that party last weekend i go did i hear about what and he said did you hear about the fucking party and i go no what party and he goes tracy morgan had a party that turned into a fucking orgy and i was like what and he goes turn to a fucking or- we're standing around with our suits on and there's naked people fucking and i was like <laughs> Like that? Like Damn, those Damn those mushrooms. Damn those mushrooms. Okay, like, like that, like that. Okay, like, and, and then he goes, and then Tracy Morgan comes around, takes off all his clothes, starts jumping in. And I was like, wait, what? When was this? And he said, last Saturday night. Right at that moment, Tracy Morgan walks around the corner. I haven't seen Tracy in probably a year at this point. I looked over and I went, Tracy! I heard your party was fucked up, man. Tracy Morgan rolls over and just eyeballs me. Before he finally said, it was crazy. It was crazy. You know what's crazy about it? When you get off on my floor, you don't even hear nothing. You don't hear nothing at all. Then you start walking towards my apartment, but you still don't hear nothing. Then you knock on my door, but you still don't hear nothing, right? And when I open the door, there's buttholes and toes everywhere. And I went... And just because I've never heard the phrase before, I said, did you just say buttholes and toes? And Tracy Morgan said, yeah, before he added, some of them toes were in the buttholes. And he walked out of the room. That was the most magical sentence I've ever heard in my life. I'm never going to forget that one. Buttholes and toes. Yeah. That's my goal in life. So yeah, Tracy Morgan, Tracy Morgan is easily my favorite impression to do because he sounds like everybody I grew up with. That's my favorite guy right there. Dude, that's cool. awesome. Well, anyway, guys, we got to go. I see somebody who's waving her finger already. There she is. Yep. So, anyway, uh, hey, I bet you know this guy right here. We were just talking about him. Yeah, Don I'm James. a huge fan. Actually, all my tour dates are at donjameson.com. So, <laughs> yeah. um, I'm back. Don Jameson's backyard.com. Yep, Don oh, Jameson. Girl, Girlscouts.com. Yep, uh, all my uh, yeah. social Brownie. media. USO.com. You can find me at Don Jameson. At real Don Jameson. At real. Hey, find, real. Me, find my tour dates at real Don Jameson. Uh, on any of the social medias. And I've lost a lot of weight. Lost a lot of weight. I look good. I got a, a, a cup. Thank you. <laughs> I still have my hair. I know him and Moon got the same yeah. barber. Yeah. Awesome. And you can see it. You can see my hair at Real Don Jameson on Instagram. It's fucking, yeah, I'm, I'm handsome as shit. So. And seriously, everybody, you can go on YouTube. I'm a vegan. You can go on YouTube. Check out all of Craig's amazing videos. One of the funniest fucking human beings I've ever met. Thank you so much for Thank being you, brother. here. Go to getgas.com for info. Get gas with two S. Toenails and buttholes. Toenails and buttholes. No, it was... It was uh, buy that. Buy that domain, man. Oh, yeah. Dude, trademark that shit. Toes and buttholes and toes. Yeah. Buttholes and toes. Thank anyway, you, on behalf of Mike Moon, Josh Gross, thank you, Craig yeah, Gas, great. so much. And I bet we see you again soon. Probably. Thank you, brother. Thanks, Craig. It's thank always you. nice to have you.